Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 251. What would remain undone or incomplete? So, I think that I am being very strongly influenced in choosing this particular podcast episode title and focus because I'm getting ready to take a little trip. It's been many years since I have been to where I called home for the first 30-something years of my life. And I'm about to make that journey one week from today. As a result, even though I'm not going to be gone that long, I've got to make some advanced preparations. I need to record this podcast episode and hopefully another one so that I don't have to try to do one on the road, which would not work out well whatsoever. And that whole idea of making preparations, I am more than likely going to lay out my suitcase tonight, which is not how I normally pack. Normally, I am a last-minute kind of girl, but I know that because of what I have on my agenda for the next week, I need to have my ducks in a row, so to speak. And I know that that played into why I chose to kind of take a little bit of a detour, but it's a detour that will make sense, I promise. If you've been with us for the last few weeks, we've been walking our way through the book of 1 Kings, and we're making it to 1 Kings chapter 5. So we've seen King Solomon become King Solomon. We've seen the challenges that happened as he took over leadership. We've seen some of the names of the people who were in roles of leadership in his kingdom whether it was at the beginning or later on, we have seen him ask God for wisdom to rule the people, for understanding heart. And then now, as we get into 1 Kings 5 and 6, we see him about to tackle the project of a lifetime. There's no doubt about that. And that would be the building of what has been termed Solomon's temple. Even though it's truly God's temple, Solomon was the one that was blessed to be the the king in charge and the king that was to bring it to fruition. And as I started reading through 1 Kings 5 and then a little bit into 6, I couldn't help but think about what was not spoken about in that particular text. So let's just pull up 1 Kings 5, 3. You know that my father David was not able to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord his God because of the many wars waged against him by surrounding nations. He could not build until the Lord gave him victory over all his enemies. He was in a conversation with Hiram. Uh, from what is present-day Lebanon, talking to him about the lumber that was going to be needed to build this massive complex. 
And in the midst of this, he is talking about the fact that David had not been privileged to do this, but he, Solomon, was tasked with this and was beginning to work on it. But I knew that there was a rest of the story. One of the things that I like so much in whether it's a movie, whether it's a TV show, you can't do it all the time, but sometimes it's just so appropriate that when they're showing a specific sequence, that they then flash back to a time before. So I was watching a movie on Great American Family, which is my favorite station at the moment, and I was watching it, and it was set in modern day, but multiple times they flashed back to what happened when this young lady's grandparents first met and her grandfather went to war and how things were when he returned. And throughout the movie, you have this present-day flashback, present-day flashback, and you, you can't figure out what's really happened back in the day. Like, you, you truly are left trying to figure out who she really married, the grandmother. And I just, that was so very helpful. So that's what we're going to do today. We may not have a big movie screen going for us, but we have God's Word going for us. And so instead of marching through 1 Kings 5 today, we're going to march through 1 Chronicles 22. So the person who wrote the book of Chronicles that has been divided up into 1 and 2 Chronicles in our modern day Bible, but the person who wrote that was very focused on what happened in David's kingdom and in his lineage um, coming out of Solomon and Rehoboam and on and on and on the story goes. And so in 1 Kings 22, we have the flashback, so to speak, of David and what David did that Solomon is benefiting from in 1 Kings 5. Now Solomon doesn't talk about all that his dad had done to make the preparations for where Solomon was at that point. But as we'll see in 1 Chronicles 22, you can see it here. And I want to stop and just you know, just ask you right now. So, if you think about your life at this very moment, what in your life would remain, if you were to die today, what in your life would remain undone or incomplete? Because I, I thought about grabbing the phrase that David was beginning to make preparations and, and what should we be making preparations for in order to lay up for the next generation. 
And then it just, just kind of hit me that I really want us to think about if I were to die today, what would remain undone or incomplete? And with that in mind, begin today to complete those tasks. And so David, David wanted so badly. David wanted so, so, so very badly to build the temple for his God. This man after God's own heart that was not perfect, and we know that, but he did have a heart for God. And he wanted to honor his Lord, but God said no. And so let's read through 1 Chronicles 22 and then kind of think through how we can apply this. Said so then David said, This will be the location of the temple of the Lord God and the place of the altar for Israel's burnt offerings. So David gave orders to call together the foreigners living in Israel, and he assigned them the task of preparing finished stone for building the temple of God. David provided large amounts of iron for the nails that would be needed for the doors in the gates and for clamps, and he gave more bronze than could be weighed. He also provided innumerable cedar logs for the men of Tyre and Sidon had brought vast amounts of cedar to David. David said, My son Solomon is still young and inexperienced, and since the temple to be built for the Lord must be a magnificent structure, famous and glorious throughout the world, I will be making preparations for it now. So David collected vast amounts of building materials before his death. Then David sent for his son Solomon and instructed him to build a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. My son, I wanted to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, David told him. But the Lord said to me, You have killed many men in the battles you have fought. And since you have shed so much blood in my sight, you will not be the one to build the temple to, be, to honor my name. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace. I will give him peace with his enemies and all the surrounding lands. His name will be Solomon. And I will give him peace and quiet to Israel. During his reign, he is the one who will build a temple to honor my name. He will be my son, and I will be his father. And I will secure the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and give you success as you follow his directions in building the temple of the Lord your God. And may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding that you may obey the law of the Lord your God as you rule over Israel for you will be successful if you carefully obey the decrees and regulations that the Lord gave to Israel through Moses. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or lose heart. I have worked hard to provide materials for building the temple of the Lord. Nearly 4,000 tons of gold, 40,000 tons of silver, and so much iron and bronze that it cannot be weighed. I have also gathered timber and stone for the walls, though you may need to add more. You have a large number of skilled stonemasons and carpenters and craftsmen of every kind. You have expert goldsmiths and silversmiths and workers of bronze and iron. Now begin the work, and may the Lord be with you. Then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to assist Solomon in this project. 
The Lord your God is with you, he declared. He has given you peace with surrounding nations. He has handed them over to me. And they are now subject to the Lord and his people. Now seek the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you can bring the ark of the Lord's covenant and the holy vessels of God into the temple built to honor the Lord's name. I get excited listening to this. I I do. I get excited as I read through it because of David's enthusiasm. Like, it's palpable. You can feel it as you read this account. He so wanted to build the temple for his God. And since he couldn't, he did everything in his power to make sure that Solomon was successful in doing what David so wanted to do. And Yes, Solomon was his son. Like, we got that, and we want to do good for those we love. But this is so beyond that. Because David was laying up what Solomon was going to need to build that temple. David would not be the one to put his hands to it. David would not be the the one to be the general contractor and make it happen. So he did everything possible to contribute, to make sure that Solomon had a good place to start, that he wasn't going to have to start from scratch. Not even close. I mean, seriously, nearly 4,000 tons of gold and 40,000 tons of silver and so much iron and bronze that it cannot be weighed. He gathered timber and stone for the wall. He put, he put the skilled craftsmen and stonemasons already to the jobs of, uh, how do you do it, chipping away, I guess, is at the rock to create the rocks, I mean, these massive rocks that were going to be needed to build the temple. And I want you to think about You know, this was for a building project, but it was a building project to honor the Lord. If you were to die today, what would remain undone or incomplete? And it may be a physical task. Like, you may need to get your affairs in order. I felt convicted of that whenever I started to go down this route. But it may be even more serious than that. It may not be a, that you got to get a will done or you need to get your bank accounts taken care of. Like, it may not be those physical things. It may be the spiritual building blocks that you need to lay in place <laughs> for those who will come after you. Like, do the people who know you know your testimony? Do they know all that God has done? Will they be able to stand on the life of godliness that you have built? Or will it be as if they are creating a family legacy of godliness from scratch.
David was laying up lumber and gold and silver for a very good reason. But when we are laying up, it's probably not as important to lay up what is in our bank accounts as it is to lay up treasures in heaven and to train the next generation to do the same. To leave such a legacy of faith that inspires the next generation to keep pressing forward. David, the man's man after God's own heart, not only did he work hard to get things started for the temple, but he lived a life in honor to God. Again, not a perfect life, but none of us will. But he did live a life pointing to the God of gods, the King of kings. And Solomon did follow in his footsteps, at least initially. We can't determine what the next generation will do when we are no longer here. But we can do our best to make sure that they have the tools, that we have taught them well, that we have provided a legacy of faith for them as they walk forward. Next week we will see the interactions between Solomon and Hiram. It's, it's interesting dynamic and literally there's an entire chapter devoted to this. So there's something for us to learn out of it, which is not obvious. Like when you first read it, the lessons don't just jump out at you. But I'm trusting that between now and when I record, God is going to lay something on my heart for us to move forward with. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you go all the way to the bottom of the show notes, you can see the QR code and you can scan to get the other 250 episodes. We started in the book of Joshua. We did the book of Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, and now beginning in First Kings. It's been quite the journey, and we're going to continue until Jesus takes me home or takes us all home. There's information below on how to start a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. There is information about our social media. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this with others. Let's see what we can do to encourage others to lay up treasures in heaven and lay up a legacy of faith on this earth. To not be caught off guard when the Lord takes us home, but to have made the preparations so that the next generation can build up on the foundation of faith that we have laid. And just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.